Hi, I'm Connie Wilkes. I'm Marlene Nelson. I'm Jerry Gropp. And I'm Sherry Spute. And our last names make up the acronym WINGS. We're just four ordinary moms with extraordinary bonds. The Lord gathers us all under His wings as a hen gathers her chicks, and we hope to offer a place to gather for our friends, family, and all who wish to join us. So welcome to our podcast conversation, Under His Wings. Hi, listeners. Welcome back. The title of our podcast today is All I Ever Needed to Know About War, I Learned from Captain Moroni. (laughs) (laughs) And some of you might be thinking, who is Captain Moroni? (laughs) And why do I want to know anything about war? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Because today we're going to tell you all about it. (laughs) Oh, yes. Because in the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ, we learn um, about two nations that were constantly at war with one another. There's those people that chose to follow God and keep his commandments, and they were known as Nephites. And those that turned against God in the beginning were known as Lamanites. They were bitter enemies. Mm -hmm. And Alma 43, verses 11 and 12, tells us that the Nephites knew that if they should fall into the hands of the Lamanites, that whoever should worship God in spirit and in truth, the true and living God, the Lamanites would destroy. Yea, they also knew the Lamanites had extreme hatred towards their brethren. The Lamanites wanted to control all the land and all the people. Therefore, there were always wars. Yep. And the captain of the Nephite army was named Moroni. And this Moroni, he was just a lover of truth. Uh, He loved freedom. He was a man of immense faith. He devoted his entire life to helping the Nephites preserve their liberty. And the book tells us that he was a man whose heart did swell with thanksgiving to his God for the many privileges and blessings which he bestowed upon his people, a man who did labor exceedingly for the welfare and safety of his people. Yea, and he was a man who was firm in the faith of Christ, and he had sworn an oath to defend his people, his rights and his country and his religion, even to the loss of his blood. So I think he might have been what we would call today a very patriotic and faith-filled person. Yes, yes. And the book goes on to tell us that if all men had been and were and ever would be like unto Moroni, the very powers of hell would have been shaken forever. Yea, the devil would never have power over the hearts of the children of men. Oh, wow. Mm. Don't you love that scripture? I, I want to be like that. I know. I want to just shake the very powers of hell so the devil can't have power in my life. Yeah. Yes. I want that too. Right, right. And I think we all want to know how to do that in our lives. And so we are going to attempt to tell you how. Well, really, Captain Moroni is going to teach us all how. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we know the Book of Mormon was written for our day to be a guide for you and me. And there's so much we can learn from it. Absolutely. Right. Because in answer to why do we need to learn about war, it's because we all fight a war every single day with our greatest enemy, and that is Satan. That war never relents. And so we can't afford ever to let our guard down. Now, we have to understand that in Moroni's lifetime, his people were in a constant state of war, like we said, 
And he became the captain of the Nephite armies when he was just 25 years old. (laughs) I can't imagine. You know, the Lamanites were constantly coming to battle with the Nephites to take over their lands and to govern over them. The Nephites were taught that if they would not ever start the war, but would be ready to defend their rights, their families, and their liberties, and if they would keep the commandments, that their nations would be protected and the Lamanites would not have power over them. And if you continue in Alma 48.7, it tells us, Now it came to pass that while Amalekiah, who was the leader of the Lamanites, who also used to be a Nephite, had thus been obtaining power by fraud and deceit, Moroni, on the other hand, had been preparing the minds of the people to be faithful unto the Lord their God. That is quite a war strategy. Mm-hmm. He didn't begin with weapons training. He began with the word of God. So important to recognize that. That is not a typical war strategy, is it? But that brings us to our first lesson then. To conquer our enemy, the adversary, we too need to start by preparing our minds to be faithful to God. And I think, right, it comes more natural to be faithful to those that we love and have a relationship with. And we know that the first and greatest commandment is to love God with all our heart, mind, might, and strength. And that is something that Moroni certainly did. We could see that through his devotion. And so I think if we want to prepare our minds for that daily battle, we can do that by starting with the scriptures, which is the word of God. If we study them and learn from them and couple that with prayer and continue to work on our ability to receive revelation and hear the voice of the Lord, that's going to help us prepare our minds Absolutely, to be faithful to God. In the first war that Moroni faced after becoming the captain at just age 25, the Lamanites had come against them to the battle, and it tells us that Moroni, he was smart, and he prepared his people with breastplates and arm shields and helmets and really thick clothing. And then the Lamanites, <laughs> they showed up in an itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, <laughs> Okay, maybe not. <laughs> but they did show up in just a little itty-bitty loincloth. <laughs> yeah, you know, which is kind of like bringing a fly swatter to a sword fight. <laughs> <laughs> And so even though there was double the amount of Lamanites than Nephites, they were terrified and they ran away and decided, oh, we better come back a little more sneaky instead. (laughs) (laughs) So in Alma uh, chapter chapter 43, verse 23, it says, Moroni, knowing of the prophecies of Alma, who was the prophet at the time, he sent certain men unto him, desiring him that he should inquire of the Lord whither the armies of the Nephites should go to defend themselves against the Lamanites. Therefore, lesson number two, you know, let's seek counsel from the prophet. If you want to know where to go to defend yourself in these modern-day battles, we can listen to general conference. We can read the words of the modern-day prophets. I was actually just in desert book yesterday and i picked up the conference edition of the liahona so that i could read them and mark them and study them tangibly hold them and yeah yeah our prophets they know where the enemy is and and what he's capable of and as a reminder you know our 
Our prophet is not just for members of our church. He's actually the prophet for the whole world. So you don't have to belong to our church to log in to churchofjesuschrist.org. Go check it out and do that. That's a great idea, Sherry. I mean, see what the prophets and apostles have to say. Um, What are they warning us about today? What should we do and where should we go? I mean, how about start with going to church and Mm -hmm. see what our local leaders are being inspired to share with us, being where the spirit can be found, um, being where we can fortify our own defenses. In Sunday school just this past week, they shared a quote from President Nelson's conference talks. So here's our prophet. He's giving us counsel. It said this, and the conference talk's title was Peacemakers Needed. My brothers and sisters, how we treat each other really matters. How we speak to and about others at home, at church, at work, and online really matters. Today, I'm asking us to interact with others in a higher, holier way. Please listen carefully. Can you just hear him saying that? Yeah. If there is anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report or praiseworthy that we can say about another person, whether to his face or behind her back, that should be. In our world today, the prophet is counseling us to defend ourselves against hate. Mm-hmm. You know, learning to love like Christ. There was a sweet girl in the class, and as we were discussing how and what does that look like in our lives, she wasn't afraid to boldly say, that is harder than you think. Yes, we know we're supposed to love like Christ, but let me tell you, I had a family member who made a really, really horrible decision. And because of that, now my life will never be the same. And I am forever going to struggle. I, I can't not take care of this family member. Yes, I'm supposed to love this family member. I love this family member, but does that make it easy? Absolutely not. This is hard. I'm trying to find something virtuous, lovely, and good report to say about this person, but right now I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And she shared this. And then she, as we listened to her, and as we had been discussing some of the other things about Christ's nature, she had a revelation right in that moment as she's telling us of her struggles. And she said, you know, I know, however, that I'm yoked to Christ. So I'm really not alone in this. This battle is really not just about me. It's not just about this person. We are all yoked to the Savior. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you could just hear her voice feel hope, feel I'm not going to hate. I'm not going to hate my situation. I'm not going to hate this person who made a really bad choice, even though this really sucks. Mm -hmm. But I know. And you could just feel this power. It was just tangible. It was a neat experience Mm -hmm. as we witnessed her get that thought. I'm not alone. I'm yoked to the Savior. Yeah, that's awesome. That is beautiful. That's beautiful. And I I think the prophet is... You would understand a struggle like that, right? I think so, With definitely. your thinking and trying to change it and find that hope. I think he's he's warning us here about even just our daily battles with having a critical mindset or a negative mindset and to work on being positive. And when we are talking about someone else, there's no need to point out the negative about them. Just, you know, try right. to point out the positive. But I think he gets those inner battles from... With some of those big issues. Yeah, big like issues I can you're see. Yeah, but yeah, about. your daily mm-hmm. things. Oh, yeah. Daily things. And especially what we put 
out on the internet because it's easy to hide behind anonymity sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, or, or even if we're not anonymous, but we're not right in front of somebody. Mm -hmm. We Mm, we we get a little more bold. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So be, so be careful, be careful. And then, and then the third lesson we learned from Moroni is to give thanks to God. Because after they defeated the Lamanites, all the people knelt down and gave thanks to God. It says they fasted and prayed much. They were humble. And so that lesson is to remember where your strength comes from. Remember who's really fighting your battles. You know, you are yoked to the Savior, Mm -hmm. and He is fighting our battles. So live in thankfulness. You know, the Lamanites went home and they made shields and heavy clothes and they made helmets. And, you know, war was kind of at a standstill yeah. for a while. But Moroni didn't take a vacation mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> he, he kept preparing the people and the cities even more. He had the people dig trenches around every city and build up great mounds of dirt so their stones and arrows couldn't get in over the walls of the city. And then on the tops of the ridges of earth, they put wood timbers. And it said they had pickets on those wood timbers. They just kept going up and up and up. They never stopped preparing for the enemy. Even though one thing worked and life was good and seemed to slow down, they they just kept going, knowing that their enemy was never going to stop. Yeah, that is really important to remember in our own lives. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Don't stop preparing. Right. Always be vigilant. And I think about that in sometimes we'll have a really, really powerful spiritual experience, and we just want to kind of ride on that. Mm-hmm. You know. But if you're not careful, those feelings and that spirit that you felt, are they're going to fade and you're going to forget. And if you don't keep going, if you're just relying on that one spiritual experience um, to keep you going, it won't. Right. You, you've got to keep going and keep working, keep giving thanks, keep pushing right along with the Savior and have more of those experiences to keep you prepared for what's coming next. Yeah, definitely. So that brings us to lesson number four. We can't afford to become complacent. Every day is a day that we need to prepare. Just because you've won a battle and life is a little smoother today doesn't mean you can let your guard down. So keep on keeping on. Just like you said, in, in, in our current society, there are many lessons that we can learn from history. Never can we go back to those dark times when fear and hatred, like a contagion, infected the world, like in World War II, for instance. Mm -hmm. That's why each of us has to find the beauty in our differences. Instead of the fear, listen instead of reacting. Reach out instead of recoiling. It's up to all of us. And it is an everyday awareness, in every interaction every chance to teach our children about how Christ teaches us to treat each other. What would Jesus do? Sister Craven said, quote, we each face uncertainty and challenges. It's part of our earthly journey. So is weakness. But don't forget, weakness is mortal. We are divine. 
Sisters, we cannot bury ourselves in this murky propaganda of the adversary. In all our weakness, we are stronger than he is. Ooh, say that again. In all our weakness, we are stronger than he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) that's good. We are daughters of divine parentage. Our covenants give us power to overcome such deception. The challenge, however, is remembering who we are every single day, unquote. That's a great, a great thought. Remember who you are. That can be challenging in today's world when we often feel less than, right? And it's, it's important to remember we are divine at our core, our spirit. So let's talk about lesson number five, which comes from Alma 49. It says, the city of Noah, which had hitherto been a weak place, had now, by the means of Moroni, become strong. And so this is what Moroni did to make it so. In their weakest fortifications, he did place the greater number of men, and thus he did fortify and strengthen the land. I think we can learn from that because we all have weaknesses that threaten to bring us down and we do have strengths as well, but all of us have those things, those areas in which we struggle. So perhaps it's most important to work on those first, to really try and be intentional about it. You know, we've got to be honest with ourselves and, and pray always about it. Because the Lord, he'll let you know what he wants you to work on first. And then we can be intentional about sending greater fortification to those areas. And I love the the promise that we also read in the Book of Mormon that the Lord will help us make our weaknesses become strengths. And I think it's important to do that because we know that Satan will always try to attack our weakest link or the weakest chink in our armor. Last night as I was praying, okay, this is really telling about myself, but I I wasn't really feeling very good yesterday. And I just, I was working and then I'd go lay on my bed and I just kept opening Instagram and watching stupid videos. And I watched, I probably spent an hour. Cat videos, Jerry? They weren't cat videos. They weren't all, oh, no, wait. They, they weren't, weren't all, all cat, cat videos. videos. <laughs> okay. But they were funny. And because uh, we have, as a family, we send each other funny videos. Um, but I just, I wasted a lot of time. But I wasn't, you know, it was kind of like just one of those days where, now, I had worked hard. I'd worked hard at work, but I hadn't really done a whole lot around the house. And, and I just, just was feeling kind of lazy. We all have days like that. Right. No, right. We all do. I right. Don't. So, Never. so I went. Always. So, this is the funny thing, though. I went to say my prayers. <laughs> and I started to say I was sorry about all the time I wasted. But then I thought, I don't know if I'm being honest about saying I'm sorry. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I'm really not sorry because I probably will do it again. But me, it was just I'm sorry kind of, that I'm not sorry. But it was kind of funny. It's like I was having this conversation with Heavenly Father. Like, okay, I'm sorry. But no, Heavenly Father, maybe help me be sorry. Yeah. Maybe, maybe help me 
not want to waste my time and find other things that might might be better to do. And it was just kind of a funny thing because at first I was sort of like disconnected with that prayer thinking, am I sorry? Well, am I really sorry? Am I really going to change? Am I really going to do something different? But maybe not. And so anyway, I don't know how to explain it. It was just funny because by the end of that prayer, it was like Heavenly Father was saying, it's okay. It's good. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to help you with your heart and I'm right here with you. I don't know. It was just kind of funny. It was just like Heavenly Father's going to really help us make weak things strong. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do all have different weaknesses that we're work, working on, but the Book of Mormon can help us to understand how the enemy might use those against us because Satan's really going to try and do whatever he can, right, to get over our walls and breach our barriers because his ultimate goal is he'd like to destroy us, our families and our faith. So we need to think about what does our enemy, the adversary, look like today? It's it certainly is not a man with a, a sword or a bow and arrow. The adversary today uses weapons like pornography and pride. Sometimes he might use envy, anger, or jealousy as his ammunition. I think even feelings of revenge or just an unwillingness to forgive someone that's hurt us can really wound our spirits and and bring us down and dampen or stop our progress. I think his weapons can even look like resentment, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. dishonesty or even self-loathing. Yep. He tries to get us to compare ourselves to others and to feel less than. Mm-hmm. Or it can even look like a really enticing Netflix series that everyone <laughs> is watching, but it's poison to our minds. Or cat videos. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. <laughs> You know, so our our enemy does take on many forms, but his aim is the same as what the Lamanites sought to do with the Nephites, to destroy Mm -hmm. our peace and our happiness and to make us subject unto him. That's right. The enemy wants to bring you into subjection and bondage so he can control you and control me control all of us. We can learn from Captain Moroni, who I bet would echo the words of Ezra Taft Benson, who was a prophet, when he said, quote, it is better to prepare and prevent than to repair and repent. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) This is certainly true for the Nephites, who had prepared so well at this time that there was absolutely no possible way for the Lamanites to enter their city. Could we possibly prepare so well that Satan cannot get into our hearts and homes? I believe that in many ways we can, but it also comes with great sacrifice and hard work, right? It does. Yeah, so what what does that look like for us? We, we're not going to be digging trenches or putting up fences with stakes on the end to keep our enemies out. We're not going to be gathering stones and arrows to throw, right? That's true, but we, I mean, there are some things that we can do. There's apps that we can place on our phones or home computers that can keep some of the weapons that Satan likes to use mm-hmm. out, you know, um, or we might put up, certain personal fences and boundaries that help keep us safe, like deciding, you know, I'm not going to be one that's going to go socialize in bars or dress immodestly, or I'm going to try and keep this out of the day holy. There are things that 
that we can do that will help us. My daughter will testify of the importance of those boundaries. She and her husband have made a huge decision not to have any social media at all. And that has been life-changing for them, difficult, but life-changing. And it's a consistent, everyday thing. And she said, you know, I thought I'm going to be disconnected. Everybody's going to think I'm weird. I'm not going to be able to have any knowledge of anything that's going on. And she just told me yesterday, I don't miss it Mm -hmm. at all. I actually am so grateful for the time that I now have, all of the connections. I'm actually more connected now with people. Because you're in connected yes. to real people. Oh, she's just testifies. And she had to get on just the other day, just one thing. And she got on. The very first thing that popped up was completely inappropriate. And it was just the first thing that showed up on a Facebook or an mm-hmm. Instagram. And she said, what am I doing? Mm. And she immediately turned it off and she said, that was not even worth it. I just needed to check one thing. I could have figured out a different way. Mm-hmm. But she kind of just in her mind, justified for half a second, and boom. And Mm -hmm. so those boundaries, you have to set them and you have to stick with them and you have to realize it's not that I am weak. No, I am strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like what what you said earlier, that even in all of our weakness, we're still stronger than Satan. Yeah. Oh, so good. That's such a good thing to remember. And, you know, so... Those things are important, and we're going to keep preparing to keep the enemy out of our territory. And I think that we know that the answer to how we do that hasn't changed since we were little. I think we know, all know that the answers to how we stay safe haven't changed since primary. You know, in primary, if you ask a question, the answer you're going to get is Jesus. Because Jesus is always the answer, right? And it still is, always will be. Yeah, and I think he will help you know what boundaries to set. Absolutely. What fortifications to put up to keep you and your home safe. Right, because they're probably going to be different for everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. They will be. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, every single week we get the chance to repent and repair as we come to church. And we prepare our hearts and our minds to take the sacrament, not to just eat a piece of bread while we think about the football game or drink a little cup of water while we plan out the coming week's schedule. Mm -hmm. No, I'm talking about something very differently. I'm talking about intentionally throwing out the thoughts of the world. I'm talking about repenting with true purpose of heart. As you spend the 10 short minutes of the sacrament focused on your Savior, learning to hear Him, and asking him, what do you need me to do to prepare? Good idea. You know, it's training our mind to shut out the world and focus on Jesus. Because he is the answer. I promise you. If you do a little better at spending the time thinking of Jesus and his sacrifice for you and communing with Heavenly Father, I promise that little amount of time will yield great blessings each week that will multiply and help you to build barriers to keep Satan out. You're absolutely right. I can testify to the truth of that, Connie. There is such an enabling, strengthening power that comes into our lives when we purposely focus on the Savior and partake of those emblems that remind us of him. 
strengthening our fortification in weak spots. I think it can also just include going to church and to class to learn of him and, and then going out to minister to others. We can take upon ourselves the name of Christ and love the way he loves and serve the way he serves. Preparing for war, at those daily battles, they can take the form of mighty prayer with a desire to understand who God really is and what he wants you to become and what he needs you to accomplish. I used to have, a, I think you'd call it a button, you know, uh, the circle things you could stick on your shirts. Is, <laughs> yeah, is yeah they're, they were they're called buttons. <laughs> yes, and it was a picture of a person kneeling next to his bed in prayer, and then in large print above it, it said, Make war on the floor. Ooh, oh, I cool. like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, mighty prayer, it takes work, but it's worth it. Yeah, and, you know, there, there might be times when you wonder if your prayers even get past the ceiling, and I know I did for years, and but keep praying. I promise you that they are getting past the ceiling mm-hmm. because the Lord hears you and even knows the longings of your heart. Oh, absolutely, so true. Another wonderful way to build a stronghold or fortify your defenses is to go to the house of the Lord, to the temple. Gratefully, we have hundreds now that are found all over the earth. And there you will be endowed with power. And you can, you know, build yourself this army of angels that can help you pray for you and work on your behalf as you free them from the bondage that they are in by helping them gain access to temple covenants. Preparing can really look like so many different things. It's, it's easy things that each of us can do daily, but it is going to take a little effort and intention. But the beauty of it is that even when we forget some of those things and we make mistakes, we might give in to a weakness. We can repent. We can turn around. We can come back to the Savior and to that sacrament table, and we can start again. I think we just got to remember to to continue to dig, 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 and build, 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 you know, those defenses and those fortifications to just be relentless and never give up because we know Satan certainly never will. No, he won't. And there's this one little phrase that I love in Alma, the last lesson that we'll share from Moroni. It says that Moroni inspired their hearts. So lesson number six, be around people that inspire your heart, that make you want to be the best version of yourself and seek to be the person that inspires the hearts around you inspire people to love God, to be faithful, and to follow our Savior. There are so many good podcasts out there that aim to inspire your hearts. Maybe replace some of your worldly music, you know, or your favorite music or your favorite shows with an inspiring podcast. (laughs) It might be a start. So just a short recap of some of the lessons we've learned from Moroni. Number one, prepare your minds to be faithful to God. Number two, ask and follow the prophet. Number three, live in thankfulness. Number four, don't let your guard down. Keep preparing. Number five, build up your weakest places first. 
And last, number six, be around people that inspire you and seek to inspire others. We have a firm and burning testimony of the Book of Mormon. One of our enemy's greatest desires today is to discredit this book. Of course it is. Right. He, he knows the power of that book. He does, because this book can give you the power and the knowledge to defeat Satan. It can give you strength and courage and bring you peace. Everything our enemy hates. Mm -hmm. So I challenge you to read it if you haven't, and read it again if you have, and make it a daily habit to help you reinforce your strongholds and build up your weak places. I love it. And I love you girls. You inspire me. Thank you for being here. Listeners, and we hope that you will all have an amazing week. Go on to the battle with courage and hope for your future. And may you all stay safely under his wings. If you're enjoying our podcast, won't you share it with a friend or go in and rate and review us? It really helps us to be able to get our message out. Thank you.
If you're enjoying our podcast, won't you share it with a friend or go in and rate and review us? It really helps us to be able to get our message out. Thank you.